Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 229. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And I just realized I have I didn't even update the um, the title on on the on the podcast. So, oops. Yeah, I I I think I need to update my checklist. I have like I already got the Vogue checklist down pat, but um, I think I need to have one just for my show so I know I'm doing everything in the proper order. All right, um, let's go and add that in. And there we go. Alright, so how is everybody tonight? Eh. That bad, huh? <laughs> eh. Mm. Hard, to, hard to say, really. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. I'm being British tonight. She's drinking tea. Tea and biscuits. But your teeth aren't rotten. No. Yeah. <clears throat> we are live tonight, week of August 18, 2015, on the VOG Network. We're here Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays at Thursdays at 2 p.m. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network and... There is an IRC link. You click on that link, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. And now that we got that out the way... Oh, excuse me. Um, let's kick things off with, um... How was your week? How was your day? Ari? Uh, most of it was work... <clears throat> work-related stuff. Yeah. I ended up doing a lot of overtime the past couple days because, you know, it still can't get full-time. Hmm. And... I also ended up, you know, going in really late, late last night, like uh, one, like eleven o'clock at night. Okay. And uh, let's see, what else did we do this weekend? Uh, we had a surprise party for my aunt. She turned sixty, and she was thrilled to uh, see all of us. That's cool. And I'm trying to think of what else I did. Uh, finished story mode of Mortal Kombat X, and I looked over the uh, list of voice actors for you. I had Tara Reid and Johnny Young Bosch in there as well, mm. which I didn't notice at first. What voice? And who, which characters did they do? I believe Johnny Young Bosch does a Takahashi. Mm. I'll double check. Okay. And I believe Tap uh, Strong is the voice of Lee May, but I could be wrong on that okay. one. Yeah, other than that, it's been a really slow week for me. I mean, hopefully things will work out. And then uh, have money coming in again. That's good. Mako Chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um. Boring. Okay, so not really. Um, I had a lot of work. Mm-hmm. 
I got done with Music Fest and Booze Fest, and dear God, did I drink so much. <laughs> is your liver still mad at you? Um, there is a reason why I'm being totally British today and having tea and biscuits. Nursing the hangover? Um, no, but giving my liver a little bit of a rest before Q. Uh, oh, and also, it was a uh, Farah. Little girl named Farah, she voices. Oh, okay. Not leaving. My... Sorry, go ahead. Um, so yeah, so after that, I had work, 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 work. Sunday, I went to uh, hang out on the boardwalk with a whole shit ton of people. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? Exactly, yeah. You sound like you had a much more fun weekend than I did. Um, it was much needed. After the amount of time I spent hermited, uh, just to have, you know, a couple of really stellar weeks and weekends where I actually got to interact with somebody besides my cats was amazing. (laughs) But, yeah, so, I mean, other than that, just, you know, working now, I probably won't have another day off until... Well, I have tomorrow off, but I probably won't have another day off until uh, next Tuesday. And we might have a special guest on the show. Oh? What kind of special guest? I, I might be having guests next week. Um, so it, it all depends on timing and all of that, but uh, I might have Michelle and Chris over. Oh, boy. Lucky you. Yeah, so we might have guests on the show. I I don't know right now, though. I have to finalize it with them first. Okay. But yeah, we're going to be um, between the show and them getting here. We're going to be marathoning a TV a TV mini series from I want to say ten years back. Maybe 15 years back Called uh, The 10th Kingdom Never heard of it uh, Basically it's a 7 to 8 hour long Miniseries About this girl From New York City And her father Who end up in The world of fairy tales Again never and heard of it yeah, it, it's actually really interesting, and Michelle's been wanting to see it, so I have it. So they're going to come over and view it at some point when I can get everything together. It's but, 2000. Yeah. It's a good series, though. It's very entertaining, and if you watch it, it actually has some... Uh, very good actors and actresses in it. But it tells the... Uh, it's basically you find out that the Grimm brothers ended up getting stuck in this world for a while, and that's where all of the story ideas came from, is because they actually lived it. Okay. And then you find out that while all of those kingdoms 
are real, you find out that our world is the mythical tenth kingdom of fairy tale land. So it's whimsical, and you know they're into Once Upon a Time and all of that. So it's definitely a good series to sit down and watch if you like that. Cool. So that's basically it. Yep. All right. Well, my weekend day was quite interesting. So, as I said before, I am now on week two of training with Microsoft. I am working in the upcoming flagship store, so if you're in the New York City area when it opens, come by, say hi, I'll upgrade your computer to Windows 10 for free, and let me know you listen to the podcast. Pretty cool. So, every day we're learning about a different technology, whether it's software or hardware-based, that Microsoft has, so we we have a better understanding of it, which is pretty cool. And so far from the training, there's been more talk on the technology, the stories behind it, as opposed to the sales, which I really like. So, So I wasn't there Saturday for some stuff, I was out for International Sailing Monday, which I will get into at later, uh, later tonight, but... Sunday I go in for training and we need to have a store chant. Every store has a chant. Now if you've worked at like Target, Best Buy or whatever, usually stores have like a a chant or a motto that you start the day off with. So that's what it is. So they put us in 15, they have 15 different groups and the winning group would get a Surface tablet. So I'm like, alright, cool, I'll give it a shot. So we go, one of the teams wins. So it's like no big deal, whatever. So we go have our break and we come back and we're getting ready to talk about the Surface tablet. The main thing that they tell us is that everything that we sell in the store, whether it's a hardware, software, service, you gotta have a story behind it. Like, why do you use it and so forth, you know? So what happened was. Uh, one of the managers says that she couldn't really teach us about the Surface tablets. So we're like, okay. Then, next thing you know, the internal associates roll in and start handing out Surface tablets to everybody in the friggin' room. So it was nice. like, it was like <laughs> Oprah. Hey, you get a tablet, and you get a tablet, and you get a tablet. Everybody gets a tablet. So they gave us all a Surface 3 tablet, the type cover, and the Bluetooth stylus pen, which is really awesome. I'm just like, wow. I think I killed my voice. We were, we were all just screaming and losing our shit in, in, in the training room. It was just like amazing, you know? So they, so they gave it to us. We had to upgrade them to Windows 10, and they wanted us to, to customize, to personalize it. And try to have the story behind it. So, my thing is with my tablet, I'm I'm going to be bringing it to conventions most likely for some, depending on what I'm doing. But my story would be for like cosplay and photography. I would like to show the pictures that I am taking and see how well this tablet integrates with podcasting. 
So right now the tablet is set up as our Skype uh, as our Skype call computer. So let's see how that works. And going to conventions, and we'll see how well that plays out. Hooking it up to the TV for Netflix and Hulu and all of that. I think that's going to be pretty cool just to see how it is. I've tried to use it as an alarm, but I realize the alarm doesn't work when the tablet's in sleep mode, so... Oh well. And that, and today, what we also did was... One thing about, about Microsoft, they're really big on volunteer. So... We went out and helped, we went out to High Bridge Park up in Manhattan and repainted the uh, skate park, which was pretty cool. So those of you on my personal Facebook, you'll, now you'll have better reason why we're all wearing yellow shirts. Those are our volunteer shirts. So, Marco, Ari, in the future, we might be doing volunteer work at a, um, at a cat sanctuary or something like that. Nice. Huh. I think that would be pretty cool for us. Very nice. Yeah. And as uh, Shinji Akari says, that is really cool, Ron. I think it's cool how things are working out. You know what? I'm really psyched how, how things are working out, so I'm kind of happy how things are going right now. So. I think, that, I think we're good on that. So, we're going to go ahead take our first break and when we get back we're going to get into the thinking of things with uh, with some articles and some great stories and international sailor moon day how one how one person's idea actually went freaking viral i'm kind i'm still kind of shocked by that all right cool so we'll be back Never know until you know 
you know what I just realized? What's that? I forgot to add one of our bumper clips for for, for our intro. Which one? Um, where Michelle Knotts introduces the podcast. I did. I, I was like, I'm 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 listening and paying attention to the rundown. I'm like, wait, something's not right here. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, everything's correct. Go ahead, kickstart. And that's when I realized I I totally didn't. So I am going to have to throw that in there right now. I'm not going to play it now, but in the playlist so it's saved. For some reason, it wasn't there. I don't... That actually makes no damn sense, you know? Uh, There we go. And saved. There we go. Alright, um... Marco, do you want to take the first one, or do, or should I take the first one? Is she back yet? Um... She wouldn't be our Sorry, real. just got back. Went to refill your, your mug of tea? Uh, no. One of the cats decided it would be a wonderful time to projectile vomit off of the coffee table onto the floor. Ew. Yeah. Did they break a new world's record while doing so? No. Um, Storm has hairball issues, and she really, really likes to drink cold, cold water. Mm. So when she drinks cold, cold water, um, it basically irritates her stomach because of that, and out comes all the water. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> I was asking if you wanted to take the first article or not. Uh, sure. Alright, because I was going to take it, but... Well, I mean, if you want to take it, you can take it, but I'll take it. I don't care. Go for it. I, I, I think this was something you... you I think this something up your... You... I think this is something that's cool and is up your alley. Um, yeah, I actually really, really like it. Yeah, that's why I act, so... Alright, so um, for those of you that don't know, Comic Het was this weekend, and what that is, is it's not like your typical anime convention. Uh, this convention is basically for doujin doujinshi. Mm-hmm. Or doujins, if you want to be really close. Yeah. Um, so those of you that don't know what doujins are, basically it's fan-made comics, uh, either of their own design or sometimes based off of anime, video games, you know, manga, things like that. Um, And a lot of times there are a lot of uh, sexual pairings for the doujin. Especially in this series. Yeah, so um, the other thing that Kamiket is known for is the cosplay. And this is one of those conventions where if you were going to cosplay, you were cosplaying in the same place the entire day. Um, You basically go out and you stand outside. And people will come up in all directions and photograph you. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of it is also, again, very sexualized. 
this convention is really, really getting uh, a bad name with as much uh, pervertedness that happens, and it's done on purpose. Uh, this is one of those conventions where nothing is risque, and guys will do upskirt shots, and the girls let them. So, yeah. So, one such group of cosplayers decided to get attention in a different way. So, they took all of the characters from Love Live mm -hmm. um, and cosplayed as them. Except that every single cosplayer is quote-unquote overweight. So, uh, the youngsters are cosplaying as Debut Live, which basically translates to Tub Live, uh, to keep the pun intact. Mm -hmm. And the concept is basically a running gag on the internet, um, and there's, you know, different titles like Tub Live School Diet Project. And yeah. Tub Live School Pizza Project. I like the School Pizza Project title. Yeah, and there's actually t-shirts and stuff that you can get off of Amazon. But basically what it is, is all of these girls are dressed um, as the characters, and they are all plus-sized. And there were a lot of mixed reviews. Uh, from Tub Live, They're the Best, to Awesomely Tub Live... Um, one of the photographers asked, uh, can I get a picture? And then told them that they were very cute. And were, they were, th uh, he was thanked in a very husky voice. And then, um, told that we'll make it Okazu. And that is, uh, it could be a side dish that accompanies your bowl of plain rice. Or very obscure Japanese slang, it also means um, sexual nature that might aid one in the act of self-pleasuring. She, pr They pretty much called her, like, spank material. Yeah, so, um, well, that was them saying it. That was the cosplayer saying that. Hmm. But some of the stuff from around the internet is, uh, this is some kind of love life blasphemy. Tub is sweet. It looks like a pig farm. They look fun, but that husky voice would stop me and wonder. Um, basically, that they're all happy, and uh, then people trying to figure out whether or not they're men or women. So, yeah. I just think that this is completely awesome. Because the outfits that they chose are the ones from the... What is it? The second opening? The first opening. The first opening? Yes. So, uh, yeah, they've all got very short skirts with, you know, short shorts underneath and belly shirts. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, the belly shirts on some of them, it does kind of bother me because... Because I'm like, you know, when I do Human Artemis, there's that part where he shows some of his stomach, and I'm like... The, yeah, the navel window. The navel. And I'm like, no, I don't like to show that. So, that's just my reasoning. But other than that, I really like it. It's, it's that one little detail that it's 
100% not a deal breaker with me, so these girls yeah. are awesome. I mean, this is definitely, if I could get a group of people that look similar to me to do something like this, I would definitely go out in a group and do this. Because I'll say there is a, there is a plus size uh, Nozomi cosplayer on my Facebook, and she they she did the uh, the school uniform and she did a damn good job of it. So, and then I remember there was another one at Zenkai, and she did a really good job of it as well. So you know. Mhm. Mm yeah, I'm looking at the picture of all of these characters, mm -hmm. and yeah, some of them are much cuter than others. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a given. You know, we're going to do that, you know. All I know is I cannot wait to see the Love Live movie in about a month, so. Mm. I'm also looking at these, though, and it's, you know, this whole thing says that these are all plus-size cosplayers. Yeah. And I'm looking at, you know, a couple of them, and they don't look plus-size. It's, it's Japanese aspect of what plus size is. I know, which is horrible. The fact that, you know, girls that definitely are not plus size are considered plus size in Japan is just kind of crazy. I, I think, I'm saying, if I wanted to say, I mean, like the uh, Nozomi, I think, Hanio, Honoka, and the girl standing next to. I can say F plus side. I'm just saying. Me and the rest are just curvy, but you know, mm -hmm. it's YMMV. Your mileage may vary. It's how you how you depict it. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess yeah. they just kind of knew that the uh, belly shirts would that that the, the look they have with the belly shirts would just come with the territory. So. Oh, okay. That that's what I'm guessing anyway. Mm -hmm. They're like. Yeah, it's gonna stick out. Ah, fuck it, roll with it. You know? Yeah, definitely. And Deadpool28AX in our chat room at live.bognetwork.com. Where is this at? I would like to know. This is Comic-Cat Japan, my friend. You're gonna have to catch a, um, a flight out there. Yeah, this happens like every, what? Twice two, a year. Twice a year? It's Summer Comic-Cat and Winter Comic-Cat. I mean, it could be fun. I mean, obviously the girls are enjoying it, so who are we to say, like, tell them to stop, you know? Mm. Mm hmm. And as, uh, and also, Kelly the Mighty says they are hella cute. Yes, they are. And Oye1984 says Big Big are beautiful. I can't argue with that. And now Deadpool wants to go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Can't say I don't blame him. I have a friend that's coming back from Japan now. Uh, I think he's actually on the flight coming back now. How long was he over there? Uh, two weeks. He says next year he's going for three weeks. And he got some amazing ink work done. Like full arm Japanese tattoos. Nice. Nice. Okay, um, it seems I was coming in a little bit low, so I just changed a setting on the, yeah, there we go, 
on the mixer, so I should be coming in a little bit louder now, so we should be good. I had to change the settings for International Sailor Moon Day, which I was supposed to talk about right when we came back from the break. <sighs> there goes my memory. Let's see. Let me pull up this one track, and we can rock and roll. So... Hmm. I am not hearing anything coming out of, um... Oh, I'm barely hearing it. That is not the version I want. Yes. Nope, that is not the version I want. There we go. I don't even know where that version one of the Sailor Moon soundtracks that I have. I don't know. So, anywho. What started out as a way to celebrate uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. We you had, um... We had a, a Sailor Moon event like two years ago. And then last year we had International Sailor Moon Day. Started by my friend Lisa. And she wanted to do it again this year. And it began as like an idea... And over the last couple of weeks, up into the event, it became a trending topic on Twitter and Facebook. Pretty much what International Sailor Moon Day is just a day to celebrate uh, a very popular anime, Sailor Moon, which is most likely has um, influenced a lot of us, whether it's becoming fans, cosplaying, or whatever. So, what we did was we had a, an event from 12 to 6 where we interviewed... Um, our friends at Star Night Industries slash Kinmoku Revolution. We had Jennifer Sihi on live from California. And it was really awesome to do the interview while there was a tornado watch going on. Uh, let's see what else. We had a karaoke contest. We had an awesome cosplay contest, which was just a fashion show. We just had people just come out, walk, say a few words, and that's it. And we did match game, but due to time constraints, we only did one round instead of two. So that was pretty fun. We had some technical issues. We were supposed to be hardwired into the network, found at the last minute. Uh, Wi-Fi only, so it was like, uh That was something special. But we got it up and running, so... And what was cool is that we had this all around the world. I mean, there was International Sailor Moon Day in Philly. Um, we had we had two events in um, in California. I think it was L.A. and San Francisco. We actually had one in Sydney, Australia. So I'm like, that's international for you, you know. Let me see if I can. Um, trying to see if I can bring up the like. One of the event pages. Nope. No, don't do that. Come on. Thank you. Well, I don't think I can pull it up, but pretty much, that's pretty much what was going on, and it was fun. And we are looking at doing it again next year, so... And definitely having more locations around the country and around the world, so definitely look forward to that.
and we've learned from our mistakes that we've made, and we're going to make it better. And that's basically it. So hopefully next year y'all two can join us. And I definitely will have um, photos posted soon. I cannot hear y'all. Y'all there? Wait, hold on for a second. Can y'all hear me? Alright, then. I couldn't hear y'all before. No, I, I okay. I see what happened. Like when I when I went to, when I was doing the setup for ISMD, I had ch end up changing the settings for the um for the mixer, and I forgot what my settings were when I was here. So we should be good now, or at least I hope we are good. So yeah, there we go. And as um. And we look at the chat room. Uh, let's see. Um, Rageinator says Sailor Moon needs the character singing a certain Michael Jackson song. Just call it Sailor Moonwalker. No. Um, Kelly Demighty says I hope they do one here in Houston again. Well, if there was one in Houston, there'll definitely be another one um, this year. Alright, for some reason they can only hear you. Alright, hold on. Alright, now let's see what happens. Did you fix it? I hope to God I did. Can you hear me now? There Good. Sounds, you both just sound just fine. There we go, there we go. I think okay, now you're way too low. Hello. What about now? It was fine. Yeah, it was fine the way it was. Okay. All right. Okay. That setting is set. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. You brought everything with you to International Sailor Moon Day, didn't you? Except the Astro Mixer, which I should I thought about bringing, but I was like, nah. I'm like, you're, you're having a lot of problems with the uh, the mixing tonight. You know, it's 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 how it's going through, but it's more the aspect of whether the mixing is good or not. Audition is picking up the entire Skype call. We're good. The main issue is it going out so that everybody can hear everyone. Um, and see, so we go back. A oh, promiscuous guy says because I heard they were supposed to be doing a mashup of Sailor Poke PQ. Okay. This is what happened. It was supposed to be a joint between another event at Central Park, but from what I've been told, the other people that are running this this Pokemon event had their permit revoked because they were charging money. So they so it ISMD moved to another location. So Alright, so whatever y'all missed, you can hear on the podcast because Audition is picking up both sides of it. It's just making sure the mixer, it goes out so y'all can hear it. And, yeah. 
Uh. So, do we want to move on? Yep, let's move on. And let me uh, let me see if I can get the music going for uh, this one here. Um, so, this default device. Well, that person's um, YouTube page is um, as useful as a bag of rocks. Huh. Let me see something here. Okay. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Well that well that is certainly is strange. Well whatever is coming out of um it's not coming through, so you know what? I'm not even worrying about the YouTube. just, just, just run with it. Okay. Yeah. So uh we moving on or we're moving on. Okay. Uh, you taking the next one? Or no, no, play. No, go with the story. Go with the story. Okay. Um. In a hilarious turn of events, a world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. Love the name. Mm-hmm. I have <laughs> to get into that. Huh? I have to. I have to start watching that. <clears throat> it seems to predict the future after the Japanese BPO watchdog group received a number of complaints over the late night anime for being vulgar. A late night anime just got slammed for being vulgar. <clears throat> this happened. One of the complaints cited being angry over the gestures and dirty puns that even children could decipher despite being the actual line being censored with sound effects. Apparently the expected parents must have taken the title of the anime little too literally for them to be surprised. Personally it might be a little more convincing considering that your kids are related watching it and then complaining about it. Mm. The BPO watchdogger also received complaints over the anime Pre-Para and its ending theme, which is a scene where the characters are wearing bathing suits. This is not, not deemed only unnecessary, but also we consider as, quote, there are a lot of child predators out there. Lord. If you thought the stream of anime complaints end there, you're dead wrong, because some people also found it inappropriate for a lot of your commercial to use a children's anime character in its commercial. The last one being a little more understandable, as my salty mono was made a little better with the irony of Shimonita getting complaints for being too dirty for innocent youths. Okay, yeah, he does have a point on the third one because lotteries only, you know, like, every lottery you see is, like, gambling, so you have to be, like, 18 or 21 or older, so. Mm. And the caption is, and the picture is someone saying, a woman saying, after all, Dad likes G-Milfs. <laughs> Not fucking kidding, you can all look for yourself. I believe it. I, all I know is, if if an anime is getting this much complaints, it must be worth its weight in gold. I mean, come on now. Mm-hmm. Bad publicity? What the hell is that? Exactly. Uh, so, I guess the next one's yours, DJ. All right.
Well, I have not seen the uh, live-action Attack on Titan movie, and I've already heard there have been some people complaining about it uh, up to Wazoo, so... Maybe, yeah, and it yeah. seems that most of the complaints are based off of this article. Never be satisfied, candy people. Mm. Anyway, go on. Hold on for a second. Hold on. We are actually having... I'm actually having some type of issue with the, um... With one of the devices here. Hold on. Okay. Alright. Now it's working fine. I don't know what the hell is that all about. Okay. So that's what it was. You know what I should have done? I should have taken a picture of, of the configuration before I packed all my equipment and left. Probably a good idea for next time. Yeah, and the sad part is it's only like two buttons got to be set in a certain way. So... Anywho. Who's taking this one? You are. Oh, okay. Thank you. I guess I've been out in the sun a little bit longer than I planned on it. I don't know. So, one of the most popular characters in Attack on Titan, a.k.a. Shingeki no Kyojin, is Levy. Um, as you know, he is not in the live-action movie, and so many people complain about that besides other things in regards to said movie. So... The screenwriter for the movie, who's also a well-known critic and columnist, Tomohiro Machishima, he had a few things to say about it. Instead of focusing on Levy, the most badass member of the Survey Corps, it focuses around the relationship between the characters of Eren and Mikasa. Yeah, if you keep reading the manga, you'll discover some shit. As we start in the beginning, some fans didn't want Japanese actors to play German characters. Well... Uh, yeah, I, I, I get that, but, you know. The lot as for as per what the live action director uh, says, Shinji Higuchi, he came with the idea of shooting at this location, uh, Gunkajima. There's already a different world from the original, so the only choice is to change the setting to Japan. All right. Now, if you change the setting to Japan, there are new issues that pops up that makes it a little bit more believable. They pretty much left the names intact, and y'all thought y'all talk about us, how Americans really screw up properties and so forth, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, long story short, Levy is Levy is not in it. They're focusing on Aaron and Mikasa. That's the long and short of it. Yeah, but the whole reason why he isn't in it is because his name does not have a true Japanese translation that mm. sounds Japanese and because it's too German they just didn't put him in. Mm. Also isn't it pronounced like the jeans? No. Anybody? No. Maybe. I don't I, I have not watched the dub. But I'm just going by from what I understand from the Japanese. Also, isn't Mikasa's whole thing is that she's like one of the last Asian people alive in this yep. in the yes. anime setting? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you just completely stripped away all her 
all her uh, uniqueness yeah, in the movie, she, I think. But she's, yep. a, she's Asian European because of her last name, so. And Sarah Ackerman says it is pronounced like the gene, so it is Levi. Thought so. Alright. That's like Uranus, Uranus, you know. Uranus! My anus! Uh-huh. My anus, Florida. I mean, my anus, Connecticut. Anywho! Uranus. Pot meat kettle, what? Uranus. Pot meat kettle, what? Mm-hmm. Mm. Alright. Are we done with this one? I think so. Alright. Let's head off to the next one. Okay, so the next one. Um, Japan has started up the world's first voice acting museum in Tokyo. It is going to be right now affiliated with the acting studio 81 Produce, Mm. and it's uh, commemorating their uh, 35th anniversary. So um, basically inside the museum is a bunch of scripts dating back over about five decades of Japanese television, uh, including shows such as Mobile Suit Gundam, One Piece, and Chibi Maruku-chan. Uh, the museum also includes scripts from uh, <sighs> Tokusatsu, right? Am I saying that right? Or tokusatsu. tokusatsu. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then Japanese dubs of foreign series as well. Oh, yeah, Zero Ranger and uh, O Ranger. So, uh, and then some of the scripts that are on display have uh, annotations by the voice actors such as where to breathe and how to deliver certain lines. And Toro Ohiro, who is Homer in the Japanese dub of The Simpsons, uh, Hiroshi Otake, who is Parman number two in, uh, was that Paman? Payman? Payman. And uh, Nachi Nozawa, the Japanese dubber for Bruce Willis, are among the actors represented. That's cool. Um... The museum is also exhibiting autographs, uh, sometimes illustrated papers by the voice actors. Um, there's different displays from either contemporary actors or pop singers. Um, so uh, one of the uh, one of the features is um, one with the pop singing group for. So there's an exhibit for Iris and Wake Up Girls. Uh, da, 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 da. There's display for audio dramas. Um, and then there's an actual shrine. And basically what it is, is there's um, a Sony C38B condenser microphone That's from cool. Half HP Studio that um, claims to his claims to have been breathed into by an estimated 60,000 voice actors since 1995. Wow. So this is actually put into a shrine. That, well, um, just, wow. This is actually pretty cool. Hell I can yeah. see sports announcers in this country getting the same kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. You should see the people devoted to Harry Cowles who called the Phillies games. <laughs> yeah. So on the walls... Um, Instead of the traditional Emma, which are the wooden prayer tablets, uh, they've got paper ones. 
and you're able to go and put messages. Uh, it's got messages from the fans, from different voice actors, and other industry insiders. And then, of course, they're also selling related merchandise, uh, either CDs or books, uh, T-shirts that have original drawings. And then on the sixth floor, the museum is on the second floor. On the sixth floor, uh, 81, per, uh, 81, yeah, 81 Produce has opened 81 Live Salon, which is a performance space for voice actors to, to deliver script readings in. That's cool. So, yeah. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, company. It does sound like a lot of fun. And I think one of our friends, uh, Kyle Hebert, actually pointed this out. So I'm like, wow, this is definitely cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it would definitely be cool if, one, they could do a traveling museum kind of thing. Yeah. And two, if some of the companies in other countries would maybe put something like this together. Because, mm. I mean, Sounds this, is just, this yeah. is just one company putting it together. And it doesn't say anything about, you know, it only being stuff that their company has put out in the museum. So it would re be really nice if, you know, something like Vi Viz or Funimation put something like this together and just had a bunch of people you know a bunch of scripts a bunch of shows a bunch of voice actors that might not necessarily work for that company but you know something to say hey we know that you love these guys yeah definitely mm -hmm. but I mean it's, it's awesome that it doesn't just you know it's not just for the Japanese anime. It's also for the dubbers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can have something like this where you get dubbers in. You get, you know, the people that are in the American um, American cartoons and doing the voice work. Uh, you can do commercials and stuff like that. So, I mean, it would be really, really nice to see something like that here. I, I, I'm I, shut up and take my money. I I would love to see this, you know. Just imagine the Tron they'd have for Don LaFontaine. <laughs> what? What? Um. No, I posted a picture on my Facebook about like with my tea and cookies and everybody's going apeshit because uh, my tin of cookies is actually a tin of cookies and mm -hmm. not sewing supplies. Exactly. Schrodinger's sewing, Schrodinger's supplies, you know. Yeah, I've always um, kept her cooking, her cooking supplies in there. All, ironically enough to cook, make these little cookies that, you know, that work with the uh, little gun. You know, it looks like you're spraying caulk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, you work with one of those guns. That's wrong. Yeah. yeah, so I have very small tins of the Danish butter cookies. And yeah, so yummy. But they need tea or coffee to drink them. Because mm. you have to have something to drink to eat them. But to be fair, they soak up the 
coffee or tea really nicely. Well, yeah, but they're also very, very dry without something to drink, so it's needed. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, back to actual, you know, mm-hmm. not food-related things. I guess we have to talk about that one anime that fucks with everybody that is guaranteed to give you a passing grade in your senior thesis if you're a psych major, huh? Mm. All right. Whoever wants so, to take it. I'll take it. Um, a Je- Evangelion and a Japanese sword exhibit inspires new dolls. New merch, all right. I kind of want them. Uh, yeah, me too. These dolls are gorgeous. The official Evangelion store opened pre-orders on Monday for an articulated Oscar Langley doll, wearing a red Komodo and wielding a Japanese sword. Oscar's the first in the series based on the Evangelion and Japanese swords exhibit that toured Japan and Europe. Takara Tomio shipped the Oscar doll in January, and pre-orders were order- opened for Mario Solutions, Illustrians, Makanami, and Rei Ayanami at a later date. And what is it's several pictures of all the articulations and uh, how nice she looks. The doll measures 27 inches, which is about centimeters, which is about 10 and, 10 and a half inches, and comes with an undershirt, kimono, obi, which is actually designed to look like an AT field. Mm. Socks, underwear, hair clips, sandals, sword sheath, sword stand, stand, base, and pedestal. And the pedestal has... And the scabbard have the nerve logo on it. And what's interesting, uh, one of my friends, uh, Becky Tucker Cosplay, actually did the actually did cosplay um, Oscar in the kimono. And actually, that's her her profile picture. So I had to tag her like, "Yo, you gotta check this shit out." And it's gonna go for roughly sixteen thousand yen or one hundred and thirty dollars. Well, it's one of those BJDs, so hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually not a bad price for uh, how articulated it is. Mm-hmm. The exhibit opened in 2012 when Swords forged a three-meter-long replica of the Sword of Longinus for the original Evangelion and Japanese Sword exhibit at the Bison Osafune Japanese Sword Museum. And the, the exhibit has since traveled to several cities in Japan and Europe last year. Would have been nice to have to come here. But whatever. Well... ADD Films isn't around anymore, so, you know, we can't, you know. Mm-hmm. Still, I, I seriously want these dolls, because just looking at the art that it's based off of, the art is gorgeous, and looking at the Asuka doll is amazing. Yep. There's always something about her because I, for as long as I was a Masato fanboy, but you know, but I don't know, something about Asuka I've really started to like more, you know, so. Eh, it happens. Alright, now that we got that out the way and we have finally fixed all the audio problems in the studio, hopefully, if this one track plays, and it does play. Because now we're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. Where, if you have any questions about tonight's show, any questions for us, 
go ahead and let us know, you know, hey. And we're also going to bring up the open forum topic. And that's not what I'm looking for. I don't know how that shot showed up. Okay. Okay. The open forum topic is where we ask all of you uh, questions about the anime cosplay fandom. Anything, really. And if you don't want us to put your real name, just put a different name before you post your answer. That's all. And we ask that you keep it simple. So far, no fights have broken out. Thank you. Here's this week's open forum topic. Dolls and action figures. What anime character would you like to see as a doll or action figure that's not already one? And we have a couple of answers here. Um, Sarah Ackerman says, let's see... It would have to be something from an, ups, from an obscure or overlooked anime. Haruhi from Haruhi Suzumiya, which... There's already Harami figures. Um, but a, a doll would be cool. Or Haku from Spirited Away. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Deadpool 28 says... Um, he wants a Congo as a plushie. As one of his favorite characters from Can Call. And the blonde girl from El Cazador de la Bruja. I've never heard of that one. Well, if I had asked this question maybe a few <coughs> a few weeks ago, I would I'd easily know what my answer is. But and I'll tell you, it's Ron Masautome. But there's already they've already announced SH Figure Arts for Ronma one half, so you know I'm really psyched about that. But if there was another character besides Ronma I have to fix that. Sorry, people. Another character besides Ranma, um... I guess maybe... I, I guess maybe uh, Barrett Wallace from Final Fantasy VII. I mean, there is a plush, plushy variant, which it is sitting on my shelf, but I don't, I don't think they actually put out an actual figure for him, though. Um... Hmm... If it did, I'm pretty sure you'd find out before any of us would. Maybe. Alright, what about y'all? What would you like to see as figures? Hmm. Well, you know how they... How the the people who do the uh, Sailor Moon figures have all the, like... Have them all, like, bendable and stuff? Yeah, the uh, uh, Bandai, Bandai Tamashis, yes. If they do, if they were to do Pokemon characters like that, not just the trainers, but the actual Pokemon, because mm. I can, I know people have a lot of fun doing that. And to answer Ranma's uh, thing on whether or not there is a Barrett figure um, from Advent Children. Oh, there is one. Okay, all right. Yes, there is an Advent Children Barrett Wallace. Hmm. And it is over a hundred dollars. Mm. But it is uh, got a very, very pretty gun. Mm. 
No, if you if you remember his uh, some of the images from the movie, they go through some of his uh, better special attacks where his gun actually you know expands, mm-hmm. and that's part of the set. Ah, okay. All right, what about you, Marco? Um, I don't know, because everything seems to be getting figures now. Uh, I guess if I had to choose something, I would say go back and do not just the Gundam figures, but mm-hmm. actually the Gundam pilot figures. Okay. Um, I know that there was a series with at least Gundam Wing that one of the Gundam figures actually came with a doll of the character, but no, you know, no articulated dolls have been made from the series, and that is one that I would like to see. But not just Gundam Wing. I would like to see it from more of the series as well. Okay. And how awesome would it be if you could actually fit the little mini version of the pilot inside the actual Gundam? Well, before we get into that, we have a call on Skype line. You're live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking with tonight? Hey, uh, guys, this is Raging Aper. Hey, dude, hold on. Let me turn the volume up on our end. All right, awesome. Thanks for calling in, bro. What's what's on your mind tonight? Um, not I just got a loaded question. Um, uh, I got met them with kind of around or saw fifty guys all the time. I figured out, yeah. Uh, could you explain to me what the thought is regarding uh, cosplay? I mean, I can, I can, in terms of fandom, I can understand stuff like uh, oh. collecting collectibles, be it like figures or comic books or stuff like that related to anime or video games, but the, the whole cosplay thing, I just don't particularly understand, though. Uh, Raja, you were kind of breaking up during all of that. Can you kind of repeat that, like in a shorter, shorter version? Uh, I I was just asking. Could you explain to me what draw is regarding uh, uh cosplay? So you saying what got us into cosplay? No, uh, what the draw is. What, what the draw? What the oh, is. well, the for, the draw is like is to be that character. That's what it is. It's like you watch that anime, and you're like, that character is awesome. I want to cosplay that character. So, you make the costume, or you commission the costume, you wear it, and you go to the convention, and you're going to find other people from that series that's going to want to take your picture with you, or they'll be in character, and you get to do a quick role play back and forth. That type of stuff is pretty cool. Uh, uh, alright. Well, uh, since uh, the call is breaking up, uh, I'll let you go, but thanks for taking my call. Hey, sure, no oh. problem, bro. We appreciate that. All right, I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Yep. Later. All right, so that's what I say my what my draw for cosplay is. What about you two? Like, hey, this actually sounds like a pretty neat hobby, and oh, wow, there's other people who are into it and can probably help, like, they help me feel comfortable and welcome here, and not send me away screaming in the f- and you know completely turn me off to it. Mm. You know what I mean, right? Yes, I do. I'm just a big geek that likes dressing up huh. and fancy, fancy fabrics. 
Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even have to be fancy, fancy fabrics. I just, I really like dressing up. Whether even it's, if it's in satin? Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I like dressing up, you know, either as a character or just in fancy dress or, you know, for formals and things like that. It's just something that I don't normally get to do. So when I get the chance to do it, I really, really enjoy doing it. And I'd like to say thanks to uh, uh, Spazinator. The um, the tablet worked successfully for our, for our Skype call, so that was awesome. And there are, and I'm looking at my um, my Skype list. There are people on here that uh, you don't know. No, I, I'm looking at. I'm like, these. There are people on here that are on my that are on my personal Facebook. I'm like, where did y'all? Where did half of y'all come from? You know. So, all right, and just looking at everything here. Okay, and we are good. The only only slight issue was the volume was low because I turned the volume down because I wasn't too sure. But volume is set and it's good. That that was that was good. I'm gonna go ahead and. Close the Skype line, and and I'm glad I have this this little uh, Surface Tap Pen because not everything is like really touch screen on it, like unless you really know how to push the certain like tap the screen where something will close out or whatever. But you know, it's pretty cool. The touch screen is really finicky. No, it's just that you have to understand the Surface tablets. It's not like an Android tablet where you could touch anything and it comes up. Think of it as your Windows screen on a small tablet. Mm-hmm. Like that. So, so, like, you could tap, like, for the tiles and stuff, that's fine. Um, the icons on the screen, it's fine. But, you know, when you look at some stuff, like, on your screen where you know you need to use a mouse for, your your finger is not going to be able to hit hit that area properly, so that's what the pen is for. So, that's basically it. Let's see, what else is on the agenda? Um, strange news from Japan. Oh, goody. Yeah. Yeah. So, who wants to take that first one? Since you opened your big fat mouth. <laughs> you must have been chomping at the bit to make us go through this one, haven't you? <laughs> I saw that, and I just knew that I had to. It had to be done. Okay, let's hear it. Um, yeah, so uh, all you guys start crossing your legs, because this is uh, gonna be painful. So, a man cuts off his love rival's penis and flushes it down the toilet. Um, yeah. So Japanese police have arrested a man accused of bursting into a lawyer's office and cutting off his penis with garden shears before flushing the organ down a toilet. Local media reports said that Iki Kotsugai, 
a 24-year-old Tokyo graduate student, may have been acting out of revenge over his wife's romantic involvement with the 42-year-old victim with whom she worked. Police said uh, Kotsugai, who was arrested shortly after the alleged attack, burst into the lawyer's office in Tokyo's Minato Ward around 7.40 a.m. Thursday. He punched the unnamed lawyer several times before prying off his pants and then severing his lower body part with the shears. Uh, Kotsugai told police that he flushed what was severed down the toilet. And a Tokyo police spokesman confirmed the body part in question was the man's genitals. And when he finally came to, he saw that Mr. Happy was missing. <laughs> oh, God. This is DJ Ron Vaz. I'm signing off. Good night. <laughs> I, I, I'm done, bro. I'm done. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> well, I was halfway expecting a detachable penis joke, but no, I that's w- a song. Yankovic yeah, headline song, news. No, and I mean, I was still expecting something like that before, um. For that, but God damn it, Hari! <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. Anyway, <laughs> I'll take the next one. And as Rageinator says, Lorena Bobbitt strikes again. <laughs> and Shinji Kari says, Ari, I bow to that reference. Sarah Ackerman says, Ari, God fucking damn it. <laughs> All of this and much, much more at live.vognetwork.com. Holy shit. Okay, here we go. Tokyo Ward Office employee arrested for groping on the train. Okay, so we're getting to get back to the norm here. <laughs> <laughs> you call this normal? <laughs> God. Yeah, it's it's horrible when a, a train groping is normal. <laughs> Compared to the cutting off the other guy's dick. As Ichigo Gami says, that's normal. Oh yeah, it's common. <laughs> God. An employee of the Maguro Warden office in Tokyo has been arrested for allegedly groping a woman on a train. The suspect is Tadeki Sunazuka, a 49-year-old worker of the ward office. Worker of the ward office's disaster management department. He was arrested on suspicion of touching a 24-year-old woman's breast and thighs on a train on the Tokyo the Tokyo Toyoko line around 12:40 a.m. Friday, Sanaki Shimbun re- reported. According to pl- <coughs> pardon me, according to police, Sunazuka was drinking with his colleagues at the work and was on his way home. He was detained as he got off the train in, at Haruka Station by a male passenger who witnessed Sunazuka groping a woman. Sunazuka has denied the charge and was quoted by police saying, I was so drunk that my, my hand could have been touched, could have touched another passenger without my being aware of it. But it was certainly not my intention to do so. Oh, good. He's blaming it on the alcohol. Hmm. And as Sarah Ackerman says, Oh, fuck, not groping shit again. There was a Deadpool at the con that was drunk groping girls. And to that I said, I blame Deadpool 28. Huh. 
Well, Mako, last one's yours then. No, 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 last one's mine. Oh, my bad. Duh. And I think this is pretty cool. This is really awesome. We need this palate cleanser, don't we? Yeah, yes, we do. Japan gets a new Station Master cat as Nitama is officially named successor to the departed Tama. It was a sad day for cat lovers and train fans like when Tama, the cute calico cat that had served as the Station Master of Kishi Station and Wakayama Prefecture since 2007, recently passed on. Heartbroken as Tama's many supporters were, you know, life goes on. But Wakayama Electric Railway has announced that Kishi now has a new feline station master as Tama's understudy, Nitama, has officially taken over the position. While Tama's role as station master was obviously more symbolic than managerial, the positive effect she had on the Wakayama Electric Railway public relations and tourist passenger traffic was no joke. Wakayama Electric treated her death with the solemn dignity that it would have been for any member of the organization that provided such sizable contributions. With the company funeral attended by 3,000 mourners, including President Mitsunobu Kojima. Wow. As is customary in Japan, an additional memorial service was held 50 days after Tama's death, as shown in the video uh, that they have on the site here. Wow. That that that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Kojima released a statement saying that during these fifty days he purposely held off on announcing who would be taking over Tama's role, instead spending the time praying for the departed cat and searching the banks of the Kiso River, Tama's birthplace, for suitable stones from which to craft the memorial for the former station master. But with the time elapsed, Kojima had let it known that Nitama will be Kishi's new station master. Tama, meanwhile, has been posthumously promoted to distinct eternal station master. See, this is why cats are awesome. Mm-hmm. Wakayama Electric Railway president revealed that Nitama was not only the candidate for the job, as another cat holds a position with the company. Son Tama Tama was also considered. But in the end, Nitama was chosen due to her sociability, familiarity with the staff and environment of Kishi Station, where she has worked as Tama's subordinate since 2012, and her willingness to wear her station master hat. And she looks so cute. You gotta admit, you got a cat to wear a station master's hat. That's awesome. Nitama's first act as station master was to, was to visit a newly finished monument to her predecessor to pay her respects at which Tama's spirit has been enshrined. As Nitama is just five years old, visitors to Kishi Station can look forward to many years of her being greeted by feline employees. Her shift is from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., with Mondays and Thursdays being her days off, so if you're traveling through Wakayama Prefecture, make sure you schedule your visit to Kishi accordingly. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's wow. Mm-hmm. Well, then yeah, again, I'm like I- I'm just both surprised and at the same time not surprised that they are act like they went through the entire thing of you know the whole funeral rites and everything as if Tama was an actual live person yeah. instead of just an animal. I think that's amazing that they actually did that. Well aren't, yeah. well, aren't cats revered highly in Japan? Some cultures do, yeah. Yeah, it's some cultures. Um, cats are very well liked in Japan. And, you know, there's a... 
I don't know. I mean, you're talking about the freaking birthplace of uh, cat cafes. Yep. But at the same time, you know, yes, it's it's still a cat. They didn't have to do this. But they wanted to. Yes. Yeah. I think that's awesome that they actually went ahead and did it. Shinji Akari says, It's a banner day when the news ranges from station cats to penis detachment. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Raging says, Cats can be assholes too. My one cat kicked me in the balls yesterday. Well, what did you do to piss the cat off? I mean, really. But I, I think we're kind of done here, so I think it's time for us to wrap things up. So, Oh, yeah. Shall we take, yeah. Our, shall we take our last break? Mm-hmm. Sure, lets me pet Storm right now because she curled up on my lap. Well, was it Is she purring? No, she's just staring at the screen like, all right, I, I want to watch something. Why aren't you letting me watch something? Move the mouse around, see if she'll go after the pointer. No, she she actually will crawl up on my lap and watch anime with me. Nice. So I think that's what she's waiting for. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll be back.
Back into the swing of things for tonight's episode, you know? It's like I, I move stuff out, bring it back. It's like, where do I leave off, you know? Uh. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Overall, it was a great show. I think we did we did pretty good tonight, so. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. think if you think we did good, or if you have any ideas or suggestions, uh, let us know. Um, email us at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Let us know what's up. We are here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Um, for some reason, one of the podcasts, are, I think the latest episode didn't post or something like that. That will be fixed shortly. Um, I'll take that'll be fixed. So don't worry about that. Um, in the meantime, you can check out our podcast on Podcast Alley iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio. Um, sites like iTunes, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn Radio. If you listen to us on there, you like what you hear, five stars, please. And drop us a review. Let us know what's up. You know, we'd like to hear from you. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. Uh, that's where we post all of our convention videos. Um, we have a lot coming through, coming down the pipe, so be on the lookout for that. If you want to follow us individually on YouTube, uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash djronmas. Ari is at Ari22682. And Mako-chan's over at Jupe Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash animejamsession. That is for our website. Let you know anything new is with our website. What about us, the host, where we're going, conventions, all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash djronmas. Ari is over at the Ari Man, and you can find Mako Chan over at Joe Videa. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. Anything in regards to the site, the podcast, everything will be posted here so you know what's going on so you can check it so you can check it out. Um, I just gotta say to everyone who has liked our page and, er- and all the content, thank you very much for your love and support. As long as you continue to like um, that information, we're gonna bring you more content. I know it's a little stale right now, but bear with us. We're gonna have some more stuff coming here. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, like what's going on in our thoughts and all of that, uh, facebook.com slash I am DJ Mess. That's me, or that DJ Mess guy. Ari's over at Ari Rockefeller, and Marco Chan's over at Makoto Marco Chan Kina. And that's it for that section. And as always, we're here live uh, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. with a re- encore Thursdays at 2 on the VOG Network. And if you like what we, we do here on VOG, you should check out some of the other geek-centric podcasts. Uh, we have the Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live, Electric Sisterhood, and Girls Gone Wow. 
these are different podcasts that cover different aspects of the geekdom. So definitely check them out, listen in, and find one that you might just like. Ah, uh, and I think that's it. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako. Um, I'm tired. <laughs> Ari? Uh, I'm going to have five more days of work until my next single day off since so I'm not looking forward to that fucking hate my split weeks me uh, I'm just going to prep my bag for work and school tomorrow and try to clean up the back area of my apartment a little bit more like you can see more of the carpet woohoo that is it end of list we'll be back here next Tuesday um, if anything happens, you'll be the first, y'all will be the first to know. So, that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Mako, you gonna be nice? Maybe. Say good night. Maybe. Good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Thank you. Yeah, we... we... Shush! I don't think you can take it after what we read today. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now, the views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs> <laughs>